I, I wish I was popping on Twitter if I had to choose one, probably. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I get in a flow. And so what I said the other day is, vote for me for president. Yeah. I'm going to outlaw Photoshop and things of that nature. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it here, but we definitely talked it off, where how... Obviously, history just repeats itself, but like it's so cyclical. So, what's happening on TikTok right now is a bunch of people are getting called out for fake natty shit, which is kind of whatever. Um, not that I'm for fake natties, but uh, it's just going to happen, you know? And I don't think we need to witch Bring hunt. Bring in the fake natties. Yeah, right? I don't think we need to witch hunt them, you know? Like, yeah. it is what it is. But a bunch of people. Um, they out themselves. That too. But uh, yeah, gyno will out you quick. They're, uh, the gyno on TikTok <laughs> is actually pretty absurd. A recently developed gyno. Not, yeah. not you know, adolescent gyno, no. which yeah. strikes some dudes. Yeah, and, fat baby gyno. Yeah. The, the gyno's outrageous there. But um, because all their lord and savior had gyno for 30 years. If the, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's everyone's god, you're going to end up the same way. Sorry, Dwayne. To out you, buddy, but you're not natural either. Uh, People are photoshopping the living fuck out of their videos. How are they even doing that? Apps. The app I use, the app I use, I could do it like that. Oh, really? Yeah, you you just pinpoint your hips, and then you sliding scale, make my hips smaller, pinpoint my shoulders, sliding. Like, it won't fit on any video, but if you know know you're going to end up using this thing, you just shoot the right angle, right? If If you're kind of squared up, to the camera and all these guys are they're posing and then they put some kind of pseudo motivational shit in the background and they do that um and they're getting outed for that which Mm. i do kind of like i don't mind the witch hunt there um because that's just like like at least there's a little bit of gray area with you know steroids like some people i don't want you to wear you don't have to wear a billboard that says you take stuff and the legality of it like there's things going on and if you compete maybe there's a you know unspoken rule that we all know you're on but when you're photoshopping stuff you're literally just a piece of shit yeah like there's no there's no gray area for me there's no reason for photoshop and that was part of my tweet vote for me i'm gonna get rid of filters i'm gonna get rid of photoshop and don't quote me here 50 percent facts but i believe texas and maybe florida filters have been disabled Oh really? I not, I know that there's something going on with yeah. that. I have no so, idea. So again, fifty percent facts. But I believe what happened was is there's a security facial recognition software that probably those states or the government uses in some nature that Facebook Meta. Uh, do you like that fucking camera change? We're like we're fucking <laughs> YouTube clickbait. Uh, Meta or Facebook or somebody um, breaks those rules. Yeah. So by trickle down effect, I believe you literally, if you're in, t- don't quote me, but I read somewhere for a, maybe it changed already within the last 10 days, but you couldn't use filters in Texas. And I fucking love that. Yeah. I think that would solve so many mental health issues. Swear. Yeah. I, well, like I, that ain't, you know, that ain't killing mental health, but you know what no, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I mean, they, they say that since the advent of mental, I mean, of mental health, of, of, Social media that the mental health of teenagers has been on yeah. the steady decline and and um, suicides have been rising yeah. in that group the the thirteen up group yeah like you you the grass is greener effect we can't get rid of yeah or maybe there is and I'm just 
not well thought out enough or give it a, enough time to think about. But the grass is greener thing where every, you know, every couple that's fucking so happy sitting on their new Corvette, right? Like, I understand that. And I'm human. I, I am I am victim, for lack of a better term, to that. I see things on Instagram like, fuck, man. My gym isn't like that. Fuck, my business isn't like that. Fuck, my physique isn't like that. I'm not as strong as these guys. I, I get there, too. You guys are not alone out there. But the filter thing, that's an easy fix. You just get rid of them all together. Why? Why, why do we need them? I, unless I don't know. Some... I, I, I seldom ever have used them. And if, I, if I've done that, it's because there was something wrong with the picture that I was trying to fix. Yeah, which yeah. is not supposed to be the way that you're trying to, to use, you know, photography you're supposed to sure. fix things in the camera and not not that too post true. but like yeah like if, if it's a like a fucking like you've seen the new one where people are crying oh, it's no. really good no it, it, so like if it's a funny filter yeah I'm for it. well then that's different yeah, yeah but it's dude they did one uh the phoenix suns my life has changed by the way i forgot that i didn't i have live tv oh yeah we stole dan's brothers and oh. so i haven't watched sports in three years i sit down and i'm like oh fuck I just realized I'm still subscribed to Apple TV Plus on that. No idea yeah. when that even happened. Well, because each each streaming service now has one good show and 30 billion shitty ones, yeah. so you have to get every one. But we got YouTube TV, and so I got to watch the playoffs this weekend. Uh, I was fucking stoked. But Charles Barkley, they really are so good. Like, a lot of mainstream comedy is, or mainstream TV is so mm-hmm. cringe, but, mm-hmm. like, Charles and them are so good. So, he, he was a Phoenix Suns is basically his whole career. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns absolutely got shit on, <clears throat> and they throw the crying filter on his face. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shaq, who just chooses to be a Dallas fan to piss off Barkley, no other reason, mm-hmm. throws on a cowboy hat, rolls up a piece of paper, and puts it in his mouth like a dip <laughs> live on TV, and just crushes each other. And I'm like, dude, oh, God. yeah, they're just so good. But the crying filter, a lot of y'all listeners probably seen it. It's really accurate. Like, I even put it on myself. I'm like, dude, I kind of look like that when I cry. <laughs> like, it's so I don't, good. No, don't know. Don't want to know what I look like. Your when lip I cry. like furls. It makes your lip furl somehow. <laughs> Let alone, do I want to know what you look like when you cry? No, I it's I just, so good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against emotion. I just don't need to like. Yeah, visually, it's never pretty. It's on that level. But yeah, like the one where it takes away your cellulite or your pores, or we're even talking about. I guess the semi-controversial Sports Psh, Illustrated. More than semi. All right, the very controversial. Yeah. Sp- I just feel like that's such a topic that. I, has gone on for 30 years. I don't even pay attention anymore, right? Like the first th- thicker woman that was walking in Victoria's Secret, like I just don't care anymore, personally. Yeah. Like obviously it's levels away from, uh, I'm not saying I don't care about the cause, but like it's so unaffected to my day. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. Th- throw a fucking Shrek on Forbes or or Victor- Sports Illustrated. I don't care. Fiona, the Shrek version of Fiona. I don't yeah, give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we looked, and the controversy is that she's thick, and people are calling her out. But then I'm looking at it closely. I'm like, she, I don't mind that she's thick, but I mind that she doesn't have a wrinkle on her entire body. Yeah, I don't so- care if you're jacked, you're skinny, you're a little th- plumper, whatever proper word we're allowed to use. You have wrinkles and lines, and she's got no wrinkles and lines. Yeah, that's Rub- what I don't like. Rubenesque. Yeah, I don't is like a, that. Is, is a word. Yeah, and you know that. And the person who is most noted now for—I'm uh, not even going to say his name because fuck that—for uh, calling that out, saying that it's not beautiful or whatever. Like, I don't really give a shit what your taste yeah. is, honestly. That's—and your your point is well taken. That uh, in it, their attempt to be more um, 
inclusive or they, authentic, authentic, they they still they still burnished that up pretty and I good. Think that's I my issue with filters is the beauty of podcast is that it's authentic radio. Mm-hmm. The beauty of of Instagram is that it's uh, authentic billboards or whatever yeah. relation you want to make. Uh, the beauty of YouTube is that it's authentic TV or yeah. supposed to be. Supposed to but be. now it's so overly produced and overly filtered. Why am I going to follow some girl on Instagram who has no pores for some reason? She's an alien. Or I'll just follow some fucking, I'll just, uh, if I want that, I'll just follow Angelina Jolie's magazine. It's yeah. the same fucking thing. Yeah. I'd rather not watch either of them now. Yeah. Well, it, the whole thing with social media, period, is that anytime you see a bunch of relationship posts, you wonder about the, the, the bedrock of the relationship like yeah, whether like Johnny Depp has a bunch of really happy posts on Instagram I'm sure yeah I'm they sure. haven't I was watching the court case I don't want to dig in because it's going to fly misinformation because I only watched 20 minutes of the whole thing and obviously the court case is very deep but um, in the 20 minutes I watch live is uh, evidence whatever they're digging into they're on vacation together happy as shit in the picture yeah <laughs> right you're like alright exactly. she's shit in his bed yeah no one who shits in my bed is happy with me Literally, I've used the expression "shit the bed" so many times, and yeah. and seldom do you know anyone of no. anyone who's actually shitting the no. bed, unless it's a puppy. Yeah. Anyone that shits in your bed does not love you. Yeah, I don't. We don't like to do poop stories on this particular show, but I, I was in a, um, a, a a restroom at. I don't know if you have you ever been to Nick's Taco up in, uh, in Roseville. No, it's fucking best tacos in really? this whole area. Oh, so good. I don't know why I've never like hunted down good tacos. Yeah, well, you should just go there and not yeah. have to go anywhere else. Anyway, though, in the bathroom there was a sign over the toilet that said, um, "Poop jokes aren't my favorite, but they're a solid number two. <laughs> nice. And I didn't take my phone to the bathroom that one time. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that one a lot. Um, We're going into goals and setting them and performance-based goals versus aesthetic goals. But first, a quick break. Actually, first let me tell you to go to 3sb.co. There we go. Third Street Barbell, good company. Check it out. Um, apparel on the on the rip. We got new stuff on the way. A couple of shorts, some shirts on the way. But we got a bunch of tees, hoodies. Check them out. We're trying to really elevate what gym gear and what gym apparel looks like. I don't want you working out in the same shirt that you mow your lawn in. I want you to feel good. I want to build your confidence. I want you to build your confidence not only through functionality of the gym and training, but also dressing well with functional, good looking clothing, durable clothing. Actually in my opinion, really does help build confidence. And that's like step one. I'm not the guy like, make your bed to make sure that you uh, accomplish something that day. I'd like to accomplish more in my day than making my bed. But I do believe that if you dress good, you know, if you feel good in the morning, you have a routine, you drink your coffee, I lay out my clothes, I match my sneakers to my shirt, I feel better. And that's going to carry out through the work I do in the day. I do truly believe that. So 3SB.co. And now a word from um, not necessarily our sponsors, but some folks that might want to hang out with us one day or something. Here's a break. good i didn't expect that and we're back that's so professional i know yeah actually that's that's the sound that i that that we started with when i was like building in the ability to drop in ads and back in the original original days of this show and then eventually i just gave up 
And so we we have the Roots crew similar to Jimmy Fallon, but they're just off camera. They're just off camera. Yeah, and they just, and they just rip that one note. Yeah. One note. We can't one afford co- like a full song or segment. One chord. That's good. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we're on a different host now. You, you realize that you hear ads on the show now. Uh, I'm gonna call out uh, the one other show that's currently on the network. That's the Coffee Time podcast. Hashtag Coffee Time podcast with. Uh, Noah Kinsey and his, uh, if you're a wrestling person, his guest this week is uh, EC3. I'm not a wrestling person, like so professional wrestling. Professional wrestling, yeah. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. Though anyway, we, though, if yeah. you're if you're one of those people, and I know that that's probably true, check out his show, the hashtag Coffee Time Podcast so on top, this network. Topic on, of the day. It's not it's not a question of the day episode, but we have a topic of the day from the question of the day. So I don't know what the hell we're sending you, but it's probably something big. Maybe like Nah, you don't get shit, dude. You don't nah. get chosen. Uh, Reese's Pieces, a, pa- a package of Reese's Pieces. Yeah, the extra large ones. Yeah, they do have like a cookies and cream one. I saw out there. What? I haven't had candy in so long, but it looks good. Why can't I find this question? So I think the question's good, and I'll I'll read the actual question um, because it makes me think, and obviously that's the maybe the definition of what a good question is. But for me, I've always promoted, first off, finding exercise that you enjoy. Yeah. Go do fucking yoga. Go. Sw- My mom swims. I'm not trying to make her lift weights, although I think resistance training um, and cardiovascular training, finding something you enjoy in both would probably be most optimal for health and, and life and longevity, right? But to twice a week would kill her. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And that's everybody, right? Yeah. I, I think lifting and cardio is the ultimate piece. But really what matters is that you do something you like, one, for your mentals. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're forcing yourself to do something, even if you can stick to it but you hate it, that's just adding stress and things we don't need. If you enjoy it, it could be an outlet, it could be a hobby, you can find friends, um, and you're more likely to stick to it. Next level is I do often promote performance-based goals. Um, they're more measurable, right? Like, yeah, you can measure your arms, you know, if you want big arms. And every six months, maybe you get a quarter inch on that thing if you're a new lifter. Um, but being able to track your progress, controlling variables in different lifts and rest periods, uh, uh, rep PRs, obviously load, like something like powerlifting, time, something like running. Um, having performance-based goals allows you to really build a plan towards it. Um, not to say you can't build a plan towards hypertrophy or aesthetic goals, um, but it's much harder to track uh, in the exact line to that goal. Uh, controlling those variables is much more difficult, right? We have a lot of things we can outline to build muscle in general, but it, it is more difficult. So the question is, um, people often have an affinity for strength training because progress is objectively measurable via the weight on the bar versus subjectively when it comes to f- physique progress, which I would argue. Again, we can measure our arms, um, and not to go against what Jim was talking about earlier about a certain someone's beauty uh, uh, <laughs> argument, but like there, there is a base of beauty, right? Symmetry, yeah. and whatever. Right. Um, and so, same with bodybuilding, vascularity, symmetry, leanness, and size in certain muscle groups make you look more aesthetically pleasing to the majority. Yeah. Um, so we can measure some of those things, right? Um, right. I'm 210 pounds now, but I'm 12% body fat. I'm 230 pounds now, and I'm 12% body fat. I obviously built muscle, um, beside the point. Uh, but, uh, a concrete number, but is a concrete number, a double-edged sword can plateauing and lack of lack of objective progress coupled with a sole focus on numbers, um, disenfranchise people during their lifting journey. 
maybe disenfranchise isn't the best, but like dishearten, dismo- unmotivate. Mm-hmm. Um, how can one effectively balance the journey versus the destination in terms of goal setting and sustaining long-term interest? Um, and I think that's a really good uh, question, and, and it's a very broad topic, which is probably why we chose to do it for kind of a bigger episode, because goal setting in general, I think that argument has nothing to do to me versus performance versus aesthetic. That's just goal setting in general, yeah. right? Like any goal you set, I think should always be long-term, medium-term, short-term, right? With a business, with a relationship, with a hobby. Because as soon as you only set like day goals and mm-hmm. you're blind to next week, next month, next year, mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to accomplish that either and vice versa. If you only set a year-long goal but you don't have a plan day-to-day, week-to-week, hour-to-hour that, that gets you there, we're going to be fucked as well. Um, enjoying the process and not the result I'm lost. I have no answer for you. I wish I did. Uh, I think it goes back to maybe my number one rule of finding something you actually enjoy to do because uh, then you're more likely to enjoy the process. If you want to be a good golfer and you hate golf, you got to go to the driving range every day to be a good golfer, but you absolutely hate it, chances are you're not going to be a great golfer. But if you enjoy fucking golf, mm. you're going to probably find your way there. Um, and that's something I personally struggle with 100%, even lifting. Right, I like I like to lift. It's just part of what I do, but it's not like I get stoked to lift. Can't tell you the last time I got excited to lift. It's probably ten years ago, honestly. Um, and so I don't know the I don't know the answer there, but yeah, maybe you do. I don't know that I have an answer, but I do know that just by our very nature, humans have a difficulty a difficult time dealing with short term goals versus long term goals. And something I saw the other day, and I think it's probably in something that I read that. Um, like I'm a big fan of of kind of what I call the ten minute win, where you something you can accomplish in ten minutes, and you need a W that day. So if you accomplish nothing else that day, you did this, and yeah. and and that's you know that makes you feel good. But those things can actually keep people from working on the longer term stuff because the immediate gratification of that sure. gets to be a problem, and especially I, if it's like yeah, like laterally. Yeah, la- it's like lateral progress or parallel progress. Yeah, it's not incremental yeah. upward you know mobility of of you know toward a goal right um so i think that that's you know i think that's a problem i think that um something that you were saying last week about sacrificing for the unknown yeah. is really critical and which is weird cuz i actually just pulled that clip but like we've been doing this together a long time and you were quoting a basketball coach and you've quoted a basketball coach any number of times. You've never used that quote before and it's probably the oh, most- Oh, here? Really? Yeah. You've never used it before on any show that I've uh, been on with you. That's my, it's probably uh, maybe the most salient thing you've ever said. Yeah, shout out to Dean Stark. Uh, that's one of my go-tos at seminars. Okay. And so sometimes maybe I just get in a different mode, but I've talked about that many a time at seminars. Okay. Maybe just not here. I think I might have talked about it on my YouTube. I might have wrote about it once on Instagram. Part of like branding on the internet, branding, air quotes, um, is like you have to repeat yourself all the time. Yeah. And I'm really bad at that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, I just talked about bench. I don't want to talk about bench again. <laughs> like, I, Oh, how do you? Yeah, man, I did that last week. But the the best, they really do. They do it every fucking day. And I just don't do that. And Sacrifice of the Unknown is something I got t-shirts on it. I, I've believed, I try to believe in it. Even that, though, it's a hard concept to believe in. Yeah. Right? Because it's that stupid meme where there are two dudes digging holes and one dude turns around and the one guy's three layers of dirt from the gold. You know what I'm talking about? That's what sacrifice for the unknown is. And um, you really do have to believe. You got to believe in it. This is some cliche, corny, life coach, motivational bullshit, but you got to believe that tomorrow is the big break. 
now tomorrow's the big break. Now tomorrow's the big break. And you just have to go. One video can change your life. TikTokers, I've seen it. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've gone hard for six months and their life's changed. Money-wise, security-wise, enjoyment-wise, stress-wise. They, they're down a path they didn't want. They dedicated themselves to a certain amount of videos a day and boom, their life changed. And that, that, that can't happen for everyone. There's a little no. bit of luck. There's a little bit of skill. There's definitely, you know, durability and, and, and chugging away at it. Um, I, I use the term chugging a lot, probably more casually. You've probably heard me say that on Instagram or something. That's my sacrifice. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Uh, I say I'm chugging along, you know, because yeah. that's what it is to me. It's it's repetition of the same to hopefully get me somewhere. Yeah. Well, at least you're not saying grinding. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of sad because it is the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. but uh, yeah. And that's kind of true too, you know, it's like, like coffee and, 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 and entrepreneurs. That's what grinding is. Yeah. Grind, yeah. Grinding has just been outplayed, but there is truth to it. You know, it is, it is repeatability. It's uh, small wins mm. uh, lead to a big win, hopefully. And, and then again, it is some luck. I, I do think sacrifice they own is kind of um, this and, and sports are probably the best analogy for this. Uh, and powerlifting, the, the reason I don't enjoy it, and I've talked about this multiple times, is that the sacrifice, the known is kind of there for me. Mm. If I hit 550 for two and my last prep a deadlift, I know I'm good for 575-ish on meet day. And in, unless I'm um, mentally just not a great athlete or a gamer or something gets in my way, I'm probably going to pull 575 at that meet. <laughs> um but if you if you have all these basketball skills and then you have strategy and then you have this and you have that and you have this and then you're going up against an opponent, same with baseball, like you do just have cold streaks. You do just have hot streaks mm. and some of it's inexplicable. Some of it's mental. Some of it's not. Some of it's literally just happened, happenstance. Like some of it just happens. Um, but there is a real – their best player could get injured. Your best player could get injured. Someone could get sick. You know, there's all these unknowns that happen um, in a sport with a little bit more variety or definitely business, definitely other aspects of life where powerlifting is just so linear to me. (laughs) You know, it's just so A to B. That's why I don't maybe get that uh, excitement from it because the unknown is uh, fear Mm -hmm. and the unknown is excitement. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. Like, those are the two things that the unknown sure. brings. And so, again, this life coachy bullshit, like, let's change the word um, anxiety to excitement. Well, that doesn't really work either. No, At least for me, yeah. Like, it's not the same thing. Yeah, but the unknown can bring a little bit of both. And and what is life if you're not feeling a little bit of both? And that sounds a little corny too, but it is kind of true. Do you just want to be vanilla the whole time mm-hmm. and and work that job that you know exactly what's going to happen? Nothing's going to change. You don't like it. You don't hate it. There's no fear. There's no excitement. There's no anxiety. There's nothing. Um, I don't know. And I think physique sports probably have a little bit more of that unknown. Um, I, I honestly, because like you don't know who's going to show up next to you. Um, something could go weird with your diet. You don't know if you're going to peak perfectly. Like it's a little bit different maybe. I don't know. I've never competed in it, although I followed it for so long. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the self-deception in powerlifting is thinking that you executed a lift, uh, the way that it would pass in a meet when you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, someone known, but but if you've done it for a long time, yeah. and if you have good friends, like real training partners, are going to call you on your shit. Right. You can eliminate some of that, but you're right. Uh, I think that it's much harder to be objective about yourself if your goal is an aesthetic one, because people we distort the mirror. For we sure. Did, we did, you know we see things in uh, 
much more detail or or yep. in you know greater uh, bigger more fat less muscle. We that's what we see in the yeah. in the mirror. And who's uh, helping you in that? The person you're paying. Right, your coach. Right, like and he's they, he's checking your progress, saying like, "Yeah, Jim, you look great." Like, is he really going to say like, "You look like shit"? Yeah, like, man, I fucked like, up because yeah. then it's on the coach, really. Yeah, or like, what did who I knows? do? With, what I do for that you is what interesting. Are... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think about that. Yeah, both are a little fucked. I, I do think powerlifting uh, gear, uh, squat suits, etc., at a huge variable, right? Because if you bomb out in a raw meet, honestly, you probably just fucked up. Yeah, you, you yeah. bad attempt selection. Yeah. You didn't do so great. Got injured, and, yeah, or a bad cut, or yeah. whatever. You did something wrong. Yeah. Uh, where if you bombed in a suit, you did something wrong as well. But there's, you know, it's crazy shit happens. Really, there's a lot of variables. It's like driving a NASCAR or whatever. You know, yeah. like you're driving a high performance thing. Yeah. Things go crazier. Your your gear might blow out. Or yeah, yeah I've, I've, speaking of repeating yourself, something something I've been talking about for probably more than eight years now is people making a drastic weight cut yeah. and then when they put the the weight back on it doesn't go in the same places that it did before so their gear doesn't fit the same yeah. and so, so they don't get the same li- rebound yeah they don't they're not able to lift the same way they did before um yeah i don't know i for a minute the other day i was getting up off of something and thinking i kind of missed missed the gear yeah a little bit like like um briefs i sort of miss squat briefs yeah in a way um, because they they just made you feel like you were moving faster and and yeah. you were perhaps more comfortable, you know. That's even knee sleeves in, yeah. Like I yeah. squatted all winter with no knee sleeves because I wear sweats mm-hmm. and I don't want to fucking deal with that. That's yeah. literally the reason. Because everyone's asking like, Mike, I like the belt, the squats. I'm like, I just don't want to put on a belt. I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to throw yeah. any. I don't have any magic sauce for you. And so I I'll oftentimes in the winter because I'm training in sweatpants, I don't want to fuck around and put knee sleeves on. I'm not a competitor. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But then I do put knee sleeves on in the spring. It does feel fucking awesome. <laughs> My knees feel great. You yeah. know, it does feel like magic. So I understand what that stuff with briefs. I also think like powerlifters that go unknown, and I don't want to talk shit on majority of you, but a lot of them aren't like gamers, right? Oh, like they, yeah. they weren't like high level athletes. They didn't play collegiate sports. They didn't. They don't know what it's like to go in the fourth quarter, one minute left type shit. And that's what powerlifting is. That's that's the beauty I do like about powerlifting. You get one attempt. Lights are on you. Judges are on you. Show up or shut up. Um, it's kind of every lift. It ha- you have to be kind of clutch. You mm-hmm. have to kind of. It's like acting. It's like anything. You're on stage. You have one line. You better crush that line, bro. Like you got one chance at this thing. And so I do like that. The clutch factor. Um, and so maybe some people who haven't been in those situations a lot, and I haven't in a long time, right? Like. Last basketball, real basketball game I played was probably 2010 or 11. Um, so I haven't been those a lot, but growing up, I was in those every single day. You mm-hmm. know, I was, played basketball year round. And so if you hadn't been in those a lot, I could understand your addiction to that feeling on the platform because it is. It's the buzzer. You're shooting a buzzer beater every single third attempt. That's a buzzer beater. And so that, that adrenaline, I do love in sports, sports. So I guess that unknown could attract some people and the sacrifice for the unknown fits a little bit better there but um but it's yeah and and in in fitness although there's a lot to still be discovered via science and evidence or or be um organized via science maybe not discovered is the right word we know how to lose weight we know how to gain strength we generally know how to get jacked we generally you know we we have all these protocols that are pretty freaking accurate and so again the unknown 
it just isn't there for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like the same thing. Like business is more exciting for me because you do one TikTok tomorrow and a million people see it and think you're the funniest guy ever. Next week you're on David Letterman. You know, like literally that can happen. Uh, yeah. Not Letterman, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Poor, uh, yeah, I think he has a show on Netflix or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's me showing age, huh? Incredibly, yeah, incredibly <laughs> famous to get on. Yeah, Fallon, maybe. Yeah, Fallon. Fallon uh, yeah. But but we're like, I'm not going to deadlift 400 pounds for five reps today. Compete tomorrow and pull 900. No, you know what I mean. And so, like that excitement isn't there for me. Uh, and I think another way to look at at both both aesthetic goals and and t- strength goals is that the people who become involved in these things, I'm going to make a broad general statement, and there are plenty of they're uh, insane. Uh, I wasn't going to say insane. They're self conscious. Uh, yeah. Well, they don't do it. They're not doing it from a place of strong self esteem a lot of the time. Yeah. The the goals aren't often driven, uh, even though they want to say internally they're not. No, right? Like the guy that wants to deadlift eight hundred wants to prove his bullies wrong, and so internally they'll say I'm internally motivated, but they're not. Or, or you're going to get the chick, so you're going to go get eighteen inch biceps. Or, or yeah, the or, new the new term is revenge bod when your girlfriend breaks up with you, and now you get fucking jacked. Uh, you know, like yeah. Which, which yeah, which that happens. That happens for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it doesn't yeah. mean rebounders are some of the hottest people on the yeah, planet, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, I get it. But but yeah, you're right. Like for if that's going to be a 10-year goal to stay in the gym, that's not going to keep you going. No. That little gas of motivation, that's actually motivation. You know, when people talk about motivation yeah. versus discipline versus, no, I'm just a hard worker versus all this bullshit buzzword terms, that's motivation, right? Like, you just get a little douse of, fuck my ex-girlfriend. Right. That'll light you up for a month. Right, for sure. Also, it doesn't sustain, unless you, like, this is, people talk about how how, like, like hate is unsustainable or whatever. Yeah. No, uh, hate is hate can be fuel for sure, and it's c- entirely sustainable. Yeah, it can be, and so can yeah, all that stuff. Like, as long as it doesn't permeate everything about you, you know. What I mean, yeah. if you're just if you feel like you have something to prove, and that's that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people in in both sports. Yeah, uh, and I, yeah, I've been using the word sports use very loosely there, but you know what I mean. Yeah, both uh, activities. Yeah, yeah, so, I yeah. I don't know what the goal setting to enjoy. Right, that the I guess the main key is like enjoy the process, and and when you're externally motivated, you're results driven. Um, and I think a lot of us are just naturally, and I don't know the psychology on it, but a lot of us are results driven. Um, you know, like you want enough money to buy the Porsche, you want to look good enough to get the hot wife, you want to deadlift 800 so you can get a sponsorship. I, I, I don't get as many questions anymore. But I remember, you know, five years ago and, and then the five years prior to that in 2011 to 20, whatever, 17, I got so many questions on how to get sponsored and how do I get noticed. And I get some now, I guess, how to build a social media or how to build a brand. I get questions on that, which are similar, right? They, they think that when I pull 700, I'm going to get a six-figure chick from my sa- favorite yeah. supplement company and it just doesn't and that again is just so results driven rather than i think i'm kind of lucky in fitness i guess um i'm in that gray area i'm i'm in a moderate thing where i just like to tra- i don't like to train i just train mm. i don't hate it i don't love it some days i'm a little bit more in the flow and i'm and laughing and some days i'm grumpy and I'm, I'm still training but i just train um not to say like i love the process i'm just i do the process and it's part of what i do yeah I 
very briefly interviewed Dave Hoff years ago now, and he was the. Everybody says it now. He was the first person I ever heard say uh, that powerlifting is a marathon, not a sprint, and that's true of kind of yeah. everything that you want to do. It's it's, and this guy has achieved things that I mean, regardless of how you feel about about gear or about judging. Yeah, yeah. Meets and yeah, gear, a, whatever. He was a league of his own. Yeah, yeah. To- totally outstrips everyone else um, in terms of the strength game, and uh, and if he's saying that, yeah, then it's got to be true. Yeah, and that's what they say, right? Like, uh, or now they evolve to you know, like a marathon in the in the, in the macro, sprint in the micro, yeah. daily sprints, yearly marathons, and that's what I agree to too, right? Like, yeah, you need you need like a. Five out of ten effort over five years, mm-hmm. and in the day, if you can reach for like a seven out of ten effort, and if both of those lo- goals line up, you're probably going to get there. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to get closer. To, you're going to get somewhere, and that is the unknown of all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the unknown of all of it, and that's because um, I'm trying to think of like something that I just enjoy the process and not the results. I don't even know. You know, I guess gaming, but even then, like I only play competitive games. I'm trying to win. I don't. I've never played like a mindless story game in my life. I guess Pokemon back in the day. But even yeah. then, I'm trying to whoop ass. I'm yeah. trying to fucking take Pikachu to the league. You know, we're not. We're not here to fuck around. Right. Right. Yeah. We're going to the top. I'm okay. not trying to get my ass whooped by Brock in the first fucking gym. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I think that that maybe part of the answer is that you can't let uh, those little goals be the, the only thing. That, the only reason you're doing it right yeah that just that, that yeah or your ex-girlfriend be the only reason you're doing it or your mama that didn't love you daddy issues is a big topic too kendrick lamar shout out to kendrick dude and, and i'm gonna sound like the fucking hippie but he is like kid cuddy might have been the first we should do that documentary it has nothing to do with sports but it's really good okay um he talks about like he was like the first like rapper that's like or hip hop artist that's like emotional. He oh. like made emo rap. You know, he's talking about his feelings and suicide and, and his thoughts. And Kendrick talks about his daddy issues on this album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like, and again, I'm sound like the hipster guy that like listened to the lyrics, but like Future just came out with an album, another very popular rapper, and then he's still just talking about Percocet for the last decade. <laughs> like, dude, nothing's happened in your life. You just still are just about Percocet. Future is still about Percocet. That's what it. Saying? Yeah, and like Kendrick's talking about like getting a fight with his girlfriend, and then he's talking about his daddy issues. Like, yeah. what what grown man that's a rapper has ever talked about daddy issues? Yeah, that's where like Eminem's kind of cool too. Like he talked about violent things in his ex girlfriend or whatever, but he's talking about emotional shit, right? Um, and I think more people can relate to that than than not. But I don't know where that first popped in my head. Oh, like goals, <laughs> or like like you know, like if those are the things, your daddy issues are the yeah. only thing driving you. And I understand that 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 may be a big part of your quote unquote identity mm-hmm. and a big part of your thought process when you wake and, and sadness when you go to sleep. Um, but if you don't set goals for you. Which again, all breaks down to self awareness, and that's a difficult thing because you can't really teach it. Um, you can't really tell people. You can say like, "Hey, go be introspective and spend time with yourself." But well, that that's what people are saying when they're saying, you know, develop a, a meditation practice or whatever. Yeah, that's true. What, that's what really we're talking about. Because like, if you're gonna meditate, try not to think about yourself and see how well that works out. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, what happens to those people? We talked about this before too. What happens to the people who meditate? Or go to therapy, or are introspective that don't have a monologue going on. 
Oh, I don't know. That's that the inner monologue that 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 right last, sometime last year or the year before. I can't remember. We yeah. talked about the fact that the number of people who have an inner I, monologue, an inner voice. I is, thought we googled it's fifty percent. Yeah, right? no, I think it's lower than that even. Oh, that do have the monologue. They do have it. Yeah. yeah okay. So let's say 70 percent. People just don't have it. What do you tell voice. your therapist? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Any, I can't. Any, anytime I'm going to go see my 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 therapy guy, I run through pieces of conversation for sure. So it's like doing a podcast. Yeah. It is actually yeah. it's freakishly like doing a podcast, and I can almost just record it and put yeah. it out as one. You probably could because I, I've been doing this for shrinkage. a very long time. Shrinkage yeah. would be a really good name. <laughs> That's good. That is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Shrinkage. Yeah, about therapy. You'd use George Costanza's voice. I don't, um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what those people would do. Yeah, I don't. I, don't. I, I want a, a data analysis to find more commonalities between the non-monologue folk. Like, do those guys go to a certain profession or do they, you know what I mean? Do they eat a certain way? Do they look a certain way? There's mm-hmm. got to be, there's, if you have no monologue going on, your life is drastically different than mine. I guarantee it. Yeah, that's well. In in that monologue, that inner monologue is where you remind yourself to do shit. Yeah, I got one that I know is a fact. I don't, but I'm making it up. Okay. If you don't have a monologue, you're an extrovert. Oh, maybe so because you're spitting it all out. Wait, well, you'll need people. Yeah, you can't be alone. Yeah. Imagine actually sitting in silence. I've never actually sat in silence because my stupid brain is going. Yeah. But if you actually sat in silence, that sounds terrifying. Well, that was my experience with doing I, I thought that float tank was gonna be awesome and it and it it's awesome for about half an hour and then I'm ready to get the fuck out because I, yeah. my all it happens is my brain runs and my brain runs yeah. and I I've never like taken edibles and done it or whatever, which a lot of people think is a yeah, the is a good way to do it, but uh yeah, my brain is just too active the whole time, and I think that it should be moving. I want to be on oh, like I want to be on be like a you know uh, uh, lazy river, lazy river. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's one of my end goals to build this podcast big enough that I can afford my own oh, lazy river. At lazy home. river. At home. Yeah, that'd be so sick. That'd be. Awesome. I'm not a pool guy. Same idea with even like sitting in a pool. I'm the same. Like I'm not just gonna go like sit at the beach. Yeah, like it's fucking boring. But if, I, I'm, if I'm fucking soaring around in a little lazy river, a little music. Yeah, yeah, a little, mar- a little margarita. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's the oh, vibe. I had one the other night that was pretty good. As a matter of oh, fact, margaritas. Yeah, I, I, I think the monologue. I don't know where we went with all that, but the non-monologue folk, if you're listening, hit us on socials or the Discord, fifty uh, percentfacts.com to join the Discord and let me know. I wonder if they're afraid to admit that. I don't know. I don't know if, they or maybe I'm being judgmental to think they're a lower species. <laughs> That's a possibility. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm the hater, but there's just no way that you're not an extrovert. Yeah. Um, going back, we're talking about goals for like, you know, I'm going to show dad, I'm going to show mom, whatever, whatever. Um, went to a wedding over the weekend, and um, this is like from my wife's job and stuff. And you often know, this is a weird thing, like when you meet people that your spouse works with, they often know too much about you, which uh, is a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But you but, might know too much about but them. But then yeah. you know too much about them, oh. which is which can be very uncomfortable as well. Um, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. But uh, three of the people, that, including the groom at this thing, are people that I know had absolutely terrible childhoods because they had an absolutely terrible parent. Yeah. Like one parent out of the set was just a fucking ogre yeah just a demon i think it's common 
and I guess so, but that, I mean, I've said, back, going back to repeating yourself, I've said many times on, on every show that we've ever done that bad parenting is the gift that keeps giving. Yeah. If you want to fuck up your kid, be sure to, to, to be an asshole to him and, and, and show yourself being an asshole to other people so that that person can either they call this the pendulum effect where you yeah. either you become either become an alcoholic or you've never touched beer. Kind yeah, of deal. exactly. That's uh that's a big been a big topic over the years of my therapy is because like I do have a chip on my shoulder to like prove myself type shit. But I had great fucking parents. Unless they there's some crazy trauma I just can't dig into, but I've dug. <laughs> I fucking went like I had awesome parents. Yeah. And so like, why do I have this chip that normally would be a daddy issue chip? Or uh-huh. or uh, my mom wasn't there, chip or you know what I mean. I just don't know, but I still have a little bit of a chip. Like, no, I'm going to show you I'm a bad motherfucker for no reason. <laughs> ego, ego, ego. But that's everyone, right? Even even the person with a daddy issue, it's really ego. Because who are you really proving? You think you're going to go, you know, well, make a million dollars and all of a sudden daddy loves you? Like that? I know internally you do, but that's ego. Yeah, so often people aren't really paying enough attention to you to actually give a shit about what you do. Your dad, so that's, yeah. If your dad didn't care before, when you're an yeah. innocent little two year old, he's not going to care now. Yeah, and if he does, it's fake caring. He just wants part of your check. Here's a question, though. How? Excuse me. We're, you're talking about like how 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 you were, just how you were born. Yeah. Right. So how do you, relative to goals, train yourself to get the right thing out of your goal? Yeah. And not be not trigger the wrong thing. That's, that's why I'm good. never, I'm, I don't want to say never, just in case my future wife is listening, but that's why I'm not going to be a dad. Like, I don't know how to, fu- how do you treat your kids that? Well, no, Cause I, it's really, on, it is on the parents, right? Like, yeah. To try to mold your kid to enjoy a process. Yeah. How do you fucking do that? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, all you can, all you can really do, um, I mean, you can read books and all that kind of crap, but all you can do is, Think about the way that you experience things, whether you like them, whether you don't like them, whatever, yeah. and and just sort of mirror that to your kids over and over enough until they show you what they enjoy and what they don't enjoy. And even that, like my dad, I think was really good, although he is competitive and I'm competitive or used to be. I kind of killed that little demon. I don't give a fuck anymore, at least with superficially things. But my dad was always about... Uh, no matter what, I could fucking go off. You know, I could have a triple double, and my dad would be like, "Did you do your best?" Yeah, you know, rather than like, "Hey, Mike, great job! You just fucking, you know, you yeah. led the nation in assists. You didn't ever, never mention it. You'd say, yeah. "Did you do your best?" All right, man, let's go grab dinner. Yeah, you know, like that's all you ever asked for anything, yeah. which I think is kind of mixed in there somewhere. Rather than you've probably been around as a dad, I've been around I, as a referee, and I ran basketball leagues and shit. The parents that are like horrible oh yeah yeah but like on their kids about stats and college and i'm like dude your kid fucking sucks <laughs> like he's got no chance you know whatever it is but they're they're all numbers driven or winning driven they're more excited about the win whatever yeah yeah my dad was never really like that like obviously he wanted us to win but we were good we were winning anyways i wanted to fucking win too but he just he never told me go win this game mm-hmm. he would always say did you do your best or just go do your best and that's i think kind of part of it uh, i think we talked about it here too at I don't know, I, I just get caught up in like uh, psychology stuff on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And obviously they always talk about parents because it's such a nature versus nurture. That's mm-hmm. the first thing you have or it's 50% of what you end up being. They always talk about like uh, rather than saying like I'm proud of you, saying like are you proud of you? 
mm-hmm. right? Like, Daddy, I took my first shit or wiped my ass, you know? Do you, you say, oh, I'm so proud of you? And you're like, oh, are you proud of yourself, you know? Or, oh, I got an A in this class, rather than putting on the thing saying, oh, I'm so proud of you, great job. Like, are you proud of you kind of deal? And I think that's kind of it, too. Like, are you proud of your day-to-day accomplishments? Are you proud of the – maybe those 10-minute wins you're talking about, That the spectrum of that win – or the goalposts of that win, if you are wired correctly, which no one's wired perfectly, but if you're wired hypothetically perfect, your goalpost is way bigger, mm-hmm. right? Like imagine, it sounds naive, but like if I'm fucking stoked that I put my shirt on the correct way every day, even as an adult, mm-hmm. you're going to be a happier human. Like, f- fuck yeah, I got the logo <laughs> on the front, you know? Well, it doesn't always work that way for me. No, I mean, for sure not, but imagine, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> but if it did, you're like, fuck yeah, right? Like, rather than, like, we get so mad when we get a flat tire. Yeah. Imagine being stoked every time you didn't get a flat tire. Mm. Right? Life would mm. be fucking rad. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I'm just sitting here thinking, I wonder how our friend um, uh, Jacob Ross deals with this stuff, because he's literally, like, one of the best people ever. Yeah, he's and, really positive. And a, he's super positive all the time in yeah. a way that I am not capable of. I think I can do that decently for others. Yeah. And and I, I honestly don't think I'm that performative. I honestly can be positive. I don't think, I don't think it's performative for him at all. No, I think no, no, no. Just, That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think me either. Yeah. Uh, like, I think I can be pretty genuinely positive for others, but when it's internal. That's why I wonder about Jacob, and I love the guy to death. But you know what I mean? doesn't mean he internally is the same I don't for know, his I, own shit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's because uh, Bart Bart's really positive. I have a lot of like Omar. Omar's a positive cat. Like, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen Omar experience self doubt. Uh, yeah, for sure. I I can't say that I that I've seen Bart like that, and I yeah. absolutely have never seen Jacob like that. But, yeah, but yeah, like what you show. Yeah, and, well, Omar's always trying to figure out what the like biggest impact's going to be, and yeah. not. I mean, that's not yeah, really big brain games. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and obviously the dose of the human you get. Like, if you ask Seabass, you know, about me, he'll be like, oh, Mike, show positive. But then, like, you and Kyle have seen me in many more lights than he has at this point. That's all. And I think you guys would generally say Mike tries to be positive. It's not like I'm a negative piece of shit, but um, you know what I mean. Yeah, negative Nancy. Yeah, but if the more you're around somebody, or shout out to my future ex-wife, She'll know negative Mike. You know what I mean? Like it's just bound to, right? Like your partner will know more about you than yeah, yeah. Or this podcast, it was like, damn, Mike's so positive all the time. Yeah, happy be. <laughs> <laughs> but my monologue, Mike, uh-huh. says Mike's a we talk, piece we, of shit. We uh-huh. talk about the fact that that the podcast in its you know basic form is a performance. It is not. Yeah. It's not dramatically different than who who no. we are, but it's a little. It's more out front than e- either one of us. Typically is with strangers. And if you analyze the living fuck out of these podcasts or listen to them in a row somehow, you'd probably notice days were more down or days were more up. Probably so. And if you actually really listen to to everything, you realize that there are threads that run through it all. And those are that's kind of where our brains live and stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, because we can't. That's the beauty of, again, going back to, I guess, to round this thing up. Like the filter thing I was talking about. Like podcasts, you can't really filter. Like you can edit the living fuck out of it, but still, you're gonna find, unless it's literally scripted, you're you're gonna get to know that person. Yeah, it's well, really hard I, to hide it. Where on Instagram, I used to think it was impossible, and now I realize that's not true for sure. Um, but what? Because some people are more skilled at showing you what they want you to see, 100%. and not what's really. But that's real life too. 
that's also really yeah and a you lot know of like the little narcissism yeah. deals right yeah. like you'll never get to know someone like that because they're so good at not showing that narcissism um uh yeah just that high level of self-involvement um yeah. or um grifty behavior con i think that's con, con person confidence man confidence woman whatever. i think the difference is those people can do it forever because they'll have no cognitive dissonance where if someone tries to do that on live stream or podcast that has a conscience uh they'll eventually have so much cognitive dissonance they won't be able to continue they'll, they'll reach burnout like real burnout yeah and burnout and all these things are other buzzwords everyone talks about but they'll reach real burnout because your actions and what you're projecting is not your true self another and, buzzword dude i can't even talk anymore because every piece of shit life coach has stolen every word and made it shit like true self is such an honest thing to say but everyone's telling me to be my truest self and lean in that i don't know what that even fucking means anymore yeah yeah, I, you guys are ruining my life. I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, and I think too that that if you're attuned to it, you can hear uh, when people are not being authentic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, yeah, especially but, over long, long, long formatted. But not everybody has that ability. No, to, on to, both ends. Yeah, yeah, for sure. True, um, ladies and gentlemen. Brand new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. We appreciate you. Uh, coming up very soon, we're going to cover Tyson. It is an older documentary, but it's fucking sick. I remember being stoked uh, as like a teen about it. I even bought it at fucking Hollywood Used or some shit for 10 bucks. Um, so we're going to cover that with Dean Sidoris. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get Joe back on here. It seems like you guys really enjoyed the conversation. Who knows what we'll talk about next. Um, maybe some more applicable training stuff. I have a couple questions for him to see how he analyzes them. Um, I'm selling my cover. You want to find me through sb.co if you're in NorCal. Third Street Barbell, you know where to find us. Uh, be sure to share this thing, join the Discord, stay connected, and we'll talk to you guys soon. I am at the Jim McD and all the social media. This show is 50 per- 50% facts, where percent is a word, and 50 is just numbers. 50% facts is a Spreaker Prime podcast in association with iHeartMedia on the OCN, the Obscure Celebrity Network. And we'll talk to you next time on Friday. Association with, I'm going to start, okay. This is a speaker of, oh, fuck me.